We are here today because something foundational about who we are in America shifted today and yesterday. It's nothing less than that. And we're here today to hold some space for you watching online, for you that are here in this room, for those watching wondering why we're doing this, which is probably some members of our own church, I'm guessing. We're here because something foundational has shifted. And we're here because as your pastors, right, Horace and Elizabeth and I, we know how many of you are greatly distressed today, and we're not gonna pretend that that's not true. We're not a community so that we sit in our quiet corners and worry and fret on a day like today how much we can say if our community can bear it. We have to be a community that can bear it. That is our work. What foundationally has shifted, frankly, is the culture wars are crashing down all around us. That's the political analysis. Here it is. The thing that we were promised in the early 80s that if any of you are as old as I am, or maybe a little older, you couldn't believe what actually happened. We've made so much progress. And by progress, I mean that very, very politically, for everyone who is listening for how political I am today, about the, human, the, the worth, worth of the human person, of the human body, of human dignity. There is no way for that not to be the work of the church. It is our primary work. We can't pretend that that happens in some ephemeral place of heart or soul or spirit that is not in the body that you dragged into this room or are sitting with at your table. These bodies, in all their wonderful diversity, God's grace, God's love, God's creative power happens in these bodies, in diverse bodies all over this country. And the function of the law is to protect. So we are here today because something foundational about who we are in America, who we could be, who we will be, is shifting. As the Supreme Court rolls out its end of session rulings, we are watching as rights we have taken for granted as essential freedoms are being rolled back. It is different to be a person who can bear a child today in the United States of America than it was just a few days ago last year, 10 years ago. What sensible gun safety legislation means is different today than yesterday, radically so. Our horizons have dimmed this week. And we are here in this church, even though all of us in this church are not in agreement on political issues, as we should not be, um, probably not one issue, actually, that we all completely agree on, even within our own families, for some of us. But we are here because we can grieve together and mourn together, and we will take very seriously any threat to the rights and freedoms of any of us. As a church, we must. And to any of our neighbors, we will be a community. That's what it means, not to hide from the things that separate us, but to stand in them, to be articulate in them, to love one another in them, even when that seems improbable, impossible in today's America. We will remain together. The first time I went to a march was in Washington, D.C., with a car full of friends from Agnes Scott College, which is over in Decatur, 
And it was a march to protect Roe. It was 89 or 90 or so. And I was fairly sure I would never in my life be pregnant because of what I was learning about who I was. Definitely not of my own free will because most women think about that at some point in their lives. But as a person in a woman's body, I understood the access to medical care for my whole body and the wide-ranging circumstances that might include terminating a pregnancy that might not confront me, but already had confronted my friends. And frankly, over the years as a priest, I'm sure Horace and Elizabeth have had the same experiences, I have sat with so many, prayed with so many, weighing their choices because of a pregnancy or a desired pregnancy, deciding whether or not to stay in school if that was possible, hoping against hope for pregnancy sometimes, applying the best of modern science, which sometimes includes terminating pregnancy, facing the loss of pregnancy tragically after the loss of a pregnancy and the necessary resulting procedures affected by today's ruling. Many, many. Enough to know that we are standing in an extraordinarily complex space when we talk about reproductive health, and one size does not fit all and will never, and banning or making illegal is far too blunt an instrument for the intricacies of human life and thriving. And so many service providers, doctors, nurses, healthcare providers, people that answer the phone when desperate women are trying to figure out what to do, most often because they cannot afford the health care they require. So today feels sort of like an awful vindication of many of our adulthood spent worrying about this outcome for ourselves or our children or our loved ones, remembering the implications for our parents and grandparents and loved ones. And I know this is true for so many of you here, in, far, in many ways far more involved than I will ever have been. And so we are here to lament and comfort one another in this new reality and to face it together. We have heard a reading of a parable of Jesus. The stories of Jesus are useful in days like today. A story that Jesus told. There was a widow, which means a woman without a man to argue on her behalf. A widow who sought justice, and it doesn't say for what, but she needed some. And because of her persistence, the Bible says, her sticking to it, justice was granted to her. Now we don't know what she wanted or why the judge couldn't be bothered, but strangely, it is simply her persistence that get her what she needs. And that is actually what the, the prayer, Janet Morley's prayer is based on, simply her persistence, her outrage. Like Polly Murray, who the church is remembering in this season, reminding us that the struggles of her own life, she wrote, were always lost. She always lost, she writes. It's one of her most famous quotes. Always, not sometimes, always, she said. But she said that she had lived long enough that some of her lost causes were found. The irony of today, or the particular struggle of today for many of us, is some causes that generations thought were lost, we thought were found. We thought they were settled. We hoped, believed, needed to believe they were settled. I didn't know that found things could be lost again, or I hadn't thought it, but here we are. And just to be very clear, Justice Thomas made it clear in his concurring opinion that contraception 
marriage equality, and the rights of LGBT people are affected by this ruling and should be. It is no longer a philosophical issue or our speculation. He made it very clear. So we are here in this church because we want to be counted in the great arc of history as standing up for the dignity of every person. We know we will be held to account. Our faith teaches us that, as does history itself. You can look back and see what a church was doing when the conversation of the day was about the abolition of slavery. The complicity and silence of the church is horrifying. During the civil rights movement, the silence of the vast majority of Christian churches, deafening. They were complex issues in their time, some thought, family dividing issues, church, congregation, community dividing issues. It is the way of the world, you can hear them say, people of goodwill and intention on all sides. And I believe that, good people on all sides. Because then, like now, the issues of the day, particularly as they relate to the gospel and prophetic claims of our tradition, to the life and teachings of Jesus, play out in the political realm, all of them, every last one of them, dignity, freedom, even the language of rights, of civil rights, of human rights, reflect the language of the prophets because they come from them in the West. These are our words, Isaiah, Jesus, our ideas, drawn from Jewish and Christian texts, and how have we become so separated from them that it seems complicated to speak to them from our pulpits? Now, we have very little to say if you remove, the, remove those ideas from the Bible. We really have almost nothing to say at all. Our salvation is worked out among us, the, the theologians teach us. We are sanctified and made holy as a people, collectively, in our communities, living in love, respect, community, together. This is our sacred work. And so, to, so today, we pray with those who provide women's health services, those who work among the poorest among us because make no mistake about it, that is who is affected. Some of us can buy all the healthcare we need under any government, but many, the majority, cannot. And let us pray for those most vulnerable to violence for whom these decisions matter so much, those facing the most difficult decisions of their lives, those who will call seeking help in week eight of a pregnancy here in Georgia. We are with you today to grieve. We will be with you tomorrow and the day after, and we will be here as a community together. This is not about political parties because if you remember, in my own lifetime, this was not a party dividing issue. There were people of, um, who believed the same things on all sides, right? Who might've had a different idea about how you get there, but believed in the same ideals of who we were supposed to be. Something about that has changed in our democracy in such a profound way that what we are invited to, to be civil, is silence. And how is that not the most corrupting of what democracy is, of what our faith is? Do not be ashamed if you are grieving today. Do not be silenced if you are a Christian worrying today. If you're a Christian on the other side of all of these things politically, who wishes we weren't talking about this today, help us find solutions that honor the dignity of everybody, 
that respect that everyone that has to make choices around pregnancy is an intelligent human being who has a right to make choices. choices. Help us to be the Christian community that we should be today. The community today that has lost so much that we thought was found. It is not that we've just gone back to 1960-something or 1950-something. This is a new terrifying day. There is a criminalization of pregnancy that is different than we have had before. It is different. And it falls most heavily on the bodies of, poor, of the poor and of black and brown women, black and brown people with uteruses. So let us begin to gird up our loins with courage to support everyone in our neighborhood as we have committed that we will. And let us commit to be together, to be together in love, and to be together in truth, to tell our truths this day and every day until, like Polly Murray, our lost causes are found.